hoy to all of the wonderful RPG gamers out there. This is another episode of 99 Potions Fan Bites premiere RPG podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, role-playing games. I am a managing editor of fanbite.com, Stephen Strum, joined once again by Natalie Flores. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm just thinking about all of those um, wonderful old phrases that have just been lost to time by the uh, uh, the brute Thomas Edison, um, who, <laughs> who took away so much culture from us in the past by forcing us all to say hello instead of ahoy hoy, which is a much more fun phrase to say, I think, personally. You I know, think that's ahoy, just Yeah, I think ahoy should be more socially acceptable these days. Yeah, right? Um <laughs> Well, somebody who is always socially accessible, mm, accessible, <laughs> accessible, uh, John Warren's here. Uh, uh, ahoy, hoy. Hello. How are you? Ye fired scurvy dogs. And oh, that's pretty that good. darn dastardly Thomas Edison mm, should yeah, make him walk the plank. He sank your battleship, didn't he? I love you. chips, ahoy, hoy. <laughs> a pirate's favorite cookie. I would like to know the favorite cookie of one Aiden Strahan as well. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. It's uh, a chips, ahoy. Yes, perfect. <laughs> uh, just quick show of hands for this room. Uh, chips, ahoy, or Oreos? Oreos. Oreos. Oreos, Oreos, Oreos. Chips but, Ahoy. But both find Nabisco products. Uh, the sponsor mm. for this, I'm just kidding. We don't have a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get at us, you can uh, email advertise at fanbind.com. Anyway. Bye-bye. That's fair, yeah. I think uh, even better than Chips Ahoy and Oreos put together, though, is Aiden, who we just <laughs> heard from. But... Let's, oh my gosh, them. Ah. Our wonderful guest. Yes. Oh. Aiden and I are friends. Disclaimer. This is a yes. Um, integrity violation. Oh, Clearly, yeah. Natalie had like to like really nepotism. pull my teeth to do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately for the rest of you, this is just going to be a podcast of N- Natalie and I fawning over each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've had podcast guests like that before, so it's yeah, totally it's fine. Um, this is like an established part of the fanbite brand at this that's, point. That's and uh, much it, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yes, okay. I just wanna I wanna let the audience know this is Aiden, love of my life. Uh, they have written for IGN, Paste, Kotaku, Polygon, us, because they wrote a wonderful article called "The Genshin." What your favorite Genshin Impact characters say about you? I have multiple Genshin Impact uh, tabs open right now because we are talking about Genshin Impact today. Yes, we mentioned it very briefly at the end of last week's episode. Uh, we didn't have enough time to get into anime wives because we were too busy talking about um, Baldur's Gate wives, and it was just a really you know it was a jam packed episode already. So we decided to bring in an expert, somebody who's actually put a significant amount of time into the game, and that would be Aiden. Aiden. Uh, could you maybe, I don't know, just give us a brief description of what Genshin Impact is? Oh, God. Um, (laughs) I think everybody (laughs) kind of has this impression in their mind that Genshin Impact is a Breath of the Wild clone. And there's definitely influence there, for sure. There are Mm -hmm. a lot of aspects of it that are very, very similar. But it's like, if you take... What Breath of the Wild is, and mash it together with like every MMO get ever and every JRPG ever, and smacked them together and made them have a baby, and then sprinkling some waifus. Yeah, that that's Genshin Impact. I mean, this is the game that like I think a lot of people's first introduction to it as like a 
excellent concept was this is the game where somebody was at like China Joy, I want to say from a couple years ago, yeah. brought their PlayStation 4 to the event and oh then smashed God. it with a hammer yes. in protest because you're ripping off Breath of the Wild. I can't believe it. And so they yes. smashed a PlayStation apart, a console that uh, is it Mihoyo or Mihoyo? Uh, mi- Mihoyo. Mihoyo. It's Mihoyo. Mihoyo. A console that Mihoyo has no actual <laughs> connection to in any way. So it was a very strange way to protest that, but it was just a very funny fanboy yeah yeah Uh, gamer activism uh but also yeah i kind of agree with you uh i think you were saying a little bit earlier aiden as well that like it's not it's like a little bit of breath of the wild there's some definitely some some like late motifs maybe of breath of the wild in here but i actually think it has a lot more in common with a lot of other stuff instead from the brief time that i've yeah i did too four hours yeah what would you like i don't know so it sounds like you've been enjoying it so far That's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say that uh, so far that you kind of like, you know, has been uh, like drawing you to it? And like, what kind of like themes are you kind of finding in it that really speaks to you? Because it seems like it's really exploded and become like a huge thing for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. So I see it trying to be everything for everyone, which in a lot of ways is kind of frustrating to me. Um, Mm. But what draws me to it, I say, is... I'm a really big fan of watching the numbers go up Uh, Uh and there's so much of that in Genshin already. So like that's one aspect that draws me to it. And then the other aspect is I love open world exploration and finding secrets and doing dumb Mm. things and finding literally everything I can and just learning more about that specific world. And it is loaded with so much of that. It's insane. Um, like literally yeah. every five seconds you can find a new chest or a new secret or a new geoculus or whatever <laughs> it might be, you know, that's, that's something yeah. that I really, really adore. Um, and I also really adore, uh, the second half of the game. Am I, am I allowed to say the name of that? Cause are we trying to be like spoiler free or oh, no, you can, you, we, we oh, can, not in this case, no, I think like no, no. for a free to play gotcha that. game. Like yeah, not we, to not to like like um, talk shit about the game or anything like that, but I don't think that the that the like plot is the main draw here so much as like the character moments and stuff like that. Experiencing it. Um, one of the things that I you know it's been a while since I've uh, uh, clowned on uh, Dylan uh, or guides editor on <laughs> on any podcast, um, but uh, but Dylan uh, it was very late to Breath of the Wild, and Dylan is also a person who is very. Um, systems oriented and I, I always had a feeling that he would kind of bounce off of breath of the wild and and i was right um he just didn't really enjoy kind of the aimless nature and kind of the lack of numbers and the lack of uh very visible systems and i think like where where i think the the where i think people Sorry, really latch on to oh it's okay I love, I honestly, yelling cats are fine to have on this show always. Oh, we've had a great. number of them. Yeah, great. I yelling, heard it and it gave me a little bit of serotonin. Like I felt yeah, yeah, my yeah. body be like. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I'm but so it's glad. Like, yeah. But it, it's like the, the, the parts of Genshin impact to me that really stand out in terms of their breath of the wildiness are, you know, the ability to climb anything and kind of those like breadcrumb trails to find something interesting in the world and like they hit all those notes but what i think dylan did not bounce off of and i think like a lot of people did not bounce off of in this game 
were those systems, those very visible systems of collecting these builds and, uh, and, and, and combining these abilities and watching those numbers go up, as Aiden said. And like, um, I, I think that aspect of video games, <laughs> video games, capital VG video games is kind of missing from Breath of the Wild for some folks right. that 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 kind of didn't hit for them. And mm-hmm. so in that way, if you fell off of Breath of the Wild for some reason, um, Genshin Impact might be the perfect kind of combination, I think, of yeah. of those aspects. And and I have opinions about that. And it's like, I think Genshin Impact is really cool, but it doesn't scratch the same itch for me that it did, that Breath of the Wild did. But I am extremely impressed and also very surprised that like, this is really the first game to like crib that stuff effectively, I think. And I, you know, in no way am I saying that like, oh, they stole this stuff or whatever. It's like a, an influential, a masterpiece of a game came out and no one has tried to basically steal from it. Like, why not? Like that's, you know, that seems ridiculous to me. And Genshin Impact took its shot and actually succeeded, I think, in a lot of like fundamentally important ways. And in that case, it's a, very impressive game to me so um yeah to bounce off of what you're saying about systems uh i actually want to talk about the combat a little bit because i think it's so interesting and so unique um and it's also chaotic as hell Uh (laughs) yeah 100 that's one of the first things i noticed oh yeah so i love how everything interacts with one another um and you know like pokemon it's like different types right right and it's based off of like real world interactions for the most part right um, and I think it's so cool that like, oh, I can throw a tornado and if there's fire in the way, then that tornado will like yeah. scoop up the fire, or, like it's blow out cool. a bonfire, yep. you know, or oh if God. it rains, then all of the camping sites get doused in water and you have to relight the bonfire so you can cook, you know, things like that. That's something I really appreciate and have had so much fun with. Um, and then, uh, I've also been fiddling with the uh, co-op event that's going on right now. And that is right. amazing and also a mess. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I've been hearing so, is that the co-op is so weird. In this yes. Game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the co-op itself, when you play just normally, I think there's a bit of a delay on my end. I apologize. It's okay. um, but the co-op, when you just play normally with like a friend, if you're in your friend's world, you can't collect anything from the drops or the chest or anything like that. Um, so weird. You can strange. get like adventure experience, I think, but that's about it. Um, it doesn't really create any incentives for playing with your friend. And you also can't play any of the story missions with your friends. Huh. Uh, so that part I find pretty frustrating. Um, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't it's unlock, but until, like, like, it's cool that you can go game, in. Right? Yeah. You have to be yeah. rank 16 okay, uh, in yeah. order so to that, that unlock is, the co-op. A long time. Uh, Does that yeah. take a long time to get to? Um, for me, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I also devour RPGs. For, for a real gamer, it's a breeze. <laughs> for a hardcore gamer, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Hashtag hardcore gamer MB. Uh, <laughs> Do you know how many hours you've synced into this game approximately? Too many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too many to count. <laughs> That's how many? Too many? Uh, I have no idea. 
but um, I do know that like I've definitely spent the better part of the last two weeks playing every mm-hmm. single day um, because I love it. It's just so fun. Um, even though there's really not a lot left for me to do, like it's just a blast. You know, it's well, like um, and it seems. Go ahead. It seems kind of like it's tough to gauge exactly how much is left to do because one of the things that I've noticed myself and also just like seeing other people talking about is it does the Breath of the Wild style thing of you go into the world, you walk around and you can go just do the quests that NPCs give you and that the story tells you to do and whatever's marked in your journal. But then also you can just walk up to a lake and there's a giant fucking monster that just like rises out of the lake and it's like a big boss battle that the game never directs you to, but you can just find it. Oh, yeah. And it's like this cool, unique moment. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about that because just today, uh, Paul Tassi at Forbes uh, published an article called Genshin Impact is only letting me play 13 minutes a day due to resin energy. And so I also saw Gene Park from the Washington Post tweet about how he has also been running into this wall of content. Um, And I I wanted to know if that's something that you've run into as well. But from what you're saying, like, there's so much to explore in the open world. There's so much... um, content there are so many little surprises that it doesn't really feel like you've run into sort of a wall where you don't have enough content well yes and no um yes in the sense that like rank 25 that's when things really start to drop off and slow down in terms of character progression um and that part of it is quite frustrating because at that point you have to decide am i going to invest in this game or not am i just going to enjoy the game freely Right. And that's been me. I've chucked maybe $5 at the game just to see like what it would get me. Didn't get me what I wanted. Uh, So I'm not going to continue investing monetarily. Um, Time wise. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I mean, it's like, it's not um, like right now there's any shortage of like, you know, online multiplayer games that you can do. They might not scratch the same itch, but they, it's really, really easy for Genshin Impact to slot into a, a place in my life where it is just something that I play for a little while every day um, and maybe try yeah. out the stuff that they want me to do. And actually, uh, we should maybe even just explain what that whole energy system is in this one, because um, some people who aren't yeah, familiar for with sure. games might not know. Yeah, Um And the resin system is like one of the really weird convoluted sort of currencies in the game. There's like 50 different currencies. It's very annoying. (laughs) It's very gotcha game. Gotcha games are always like this, but yes. It's very jarring to see that kind of thing in a game that looks like this one does, is, is I think part of it for a lot of people. Yes and no. Like I'm really impressed that a game like this can run on an Android. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, um... I think the whole resin system is specifically for like collecting treasures from bosses um, and yeah. dungeons, things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and you get more resin as you rank up, but ranking up is the hard part. Right. <laughs> right? Um, and it takes finding all of the collectibles. It takes going through the dungeons multiple times a day. It takes, you know, really investing your time and energy into the game in order to get that reward. Um, without just spending And the a thing bunch that I appreciate about it. Yeah, without spending a bunch of money. I mean, you can spend a bunch of money and get whatever you want. Yeah. But that's not really feasible for a lot of people, including myself, right. especially during a pandemic. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Does it feel, compared to, I don't know if either of you have played, um, or John as well, like if you've played other gacha games, but does it feel particularly egregious about that system just because some games push it a little more explicitly than others and i've heard mixed opinions on that and i know it's a complicated topic but i mean i, I the first thing i would say is like I, I think a lot of games with gasha model um they put that so front and center with like right you know th this is basically the deal you're not mm -hmm. really going to be able to progress without it Genshin Impact really doesn't do that. I mean, they introduce that yeah. system. They introduce that system about 30, 45 minutes into the game. And and you can really genuinely do a ton before you start to feel that pressure. Um, it, in, in From what I have seen and read, I have not played more than uh, a few hours of this game at this point, but like those those you know five hours or so i did not really ever feel that pressure it was fun to kind of go in and look at those systems and kind of see um kind of the 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 possibilities there but i just did not feel any sort of um like it, implicit or even impl implicit or explicit pressure to do that um but some people's sensitivity to that stuff is like off the charts so if if you're someone that like the mere suggestion of it will kind of turn you off to a game. Like, uh, I mean, that stuff is there, but it's not, it is implemented in a way that surprised me, I think. And I want to clarify something too, which is that like, you know, I have actually played like a good number of gotcha games, especially in recent years. I'm kind of a new convert to gotcha games and maybe <laughs> don't look down my nose at them the way that I feel like a lot of people tend to do, um, yes. especially maybe in like mainstream games criticism and stuff. But, um, you know, one of like a lot of is Dragalia Lost. I like Grand Blue Fantasy, a couple of different ones. Um, and when I said earlier, Aiden, that um, people aren't used to it in a game that looks like this, I didn't even actually mean the like graphical fidelity, but because the game does look very good, um, the characters are very cute, um, the mm -hmm. characters are very, um, so you know, appealing for a lot of different reasons for a lot of different people, um, and it's you know just like got a really cool look to it. Not even Breath of the Wild like I don't even think like a lot right. of people say it actually reminds me more yeah, of like a Ruby. It's definitely different. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It definitely does look a lot more like Ruby. Very MND. Um, yes, totally. Yeah. Um, but like when I when I say like a game that Wait, looks does like everybody this, I mean, know like, what MMD is. I don't, but I wanted to roll with it because I didn't want to sound like a <laughs> make like you a dance. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> of course, make Jordan. Make knows you dance. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. The real one. Thank you. <laughs> yes, no. MMD is uh, from my childhood, early Vocaloid days. <laughs> oh, okay. That yeah, was it's a free three D animes um, animating software. Got it. Okay, that's maybe a little bit more before I was into this kind of like subculture of stuff. I think, but oh, uh, thank you, Jordan. Jordan's gonna send me some videos later. Um, but yeah, when I Great. when I talk about like what the game looks like, what I mean is that it's like it's a three D open world action game, not a discrete mission based, often turn based type thing like most gotcha games mm -hmm. tend to be. Um, when if you log into Dragalia Lost or Grand Blue Fantasy, when you're burning energy on a thing, 
um, you know exactly how much energy you're burning because you're doing a mission. And you know what that mission looks like. You've, mm-hmm. you've seen it before up to that point. You've got like this discrete resource that recharges over time. Whereas in a game like this, you're like, I think uh, people are a little bit more trained to just be able to like, well, it's a game about exploration. I should be able to do what I want when I want, go where I want, get what I want at any given point and have that kind of like yeah. power of control. Um, and this is very different for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um and you bring up a good point on that front too, because I feel like this particular game is something that like, oh, even though you're doing one specific thing, you know, you're not necessarily having to wait on like the timers, right? Uh, for things to recharge and whatnot. I mean, you do have to for the resin, but yeah. for the most part, it feels like, oh, I can go and do this other thing that I'm really interested in while I'm waiting for this other thing. Right. Uh, and I think that's like the the position that a lot of these games, like even going back to like when I was playing fucking Marvel's Avengers Alliance on Facebook in college, uh, fucking computer labs and stuff like that. Like that was kind of what that filled that <laughs> void that that filled for me a little bit. <laughs> um, was just like having something that I could like, you know, there there is a certain like serotonin drip of just like uh, watching the number go up, even if you're not actually doing anything, even if you're not even gaining anything, like watching the number go up of the energy bar and saying like, oh fucking 15 more minutes and i get to do another one of these like yeah ah, yeah like um mm-hmm. fucking absence makes the heart grow fonder for your anime waifus you know sort of situation <laughs> yes <laughs> i imagine that there's a specific appeal about that during a pandemic as well you're kind of structuring yourself around this game and you you can be like well i can mm. look forward to something in 15 minutes something very right. specific that i'm working towards and i think that normally has an appeal because of the numbers going up i mean it's not like genshin impact has propelled the gacha game genre into stardom or something and has always been extremely popular oh, God, especially yeah. in china and in japan but oh, I yeah. think this is the first time that the mainstream video game industry at large over here in the West really sort of has this experience. Yeah. It's certainly one of the big high pillars of it, right? Like at this yeah. point. Yeah. Because um, Genshin Impact, too, I, like, I forgot to grab a link to the actual numbers, but uh, it sounds like Genshin Impact recouped its costs in like two days two or something like that. It was a, a big Yeah, hit. so in two weeks, it has made over $100 million. Yeah, <laughs> and very soon after its release, I wrote the news post that it had already become the biggest international launch of a Chinese game ever, which wow. sounds just about right. Uh, yeah. It is the popularity is ridiculous, but it seems absolutely warranted just from because everyone always cites something different. For some people, it's the numbers like Aiden loves the numbers going up. For some people, I hear it's the amazing apparently uh, NPCs, which I definitely want to talk about in a while. <laughs> they are very goofy. For, for some people, it's the adorable <laughs> waifus, which they really are really cute. Like I'm, I'm very like I. T- I tend to just turn up my nose to things like Love Live a little because I'm like, I just think about all the creepiness that yeah. can happen. Natalie, when- Natalie, how can you say that to me? <laughs> <laughs> I am Love Live. <laughs> Not even, but like some, you know, like really adult men, they're like, ooh, I love this, like the youngest looking girl out of this white. Yes, cat. that is creepy. Yeah. I agree. Put into maid outfits and ooh, if I play enough, I can get this girl in a maid outfit and all that. 
But like these, like the character designs look great and cute and not like super like, it, like they don't turn me off quite as much. And it just seems really appealing. Like people are always posting when they get a new character or NPC dialogue. That's really funny. Um, uh, for example, there's uh, in the show notes, I included this tweet from Rami Ismail, who <laughs> there's this NPC character that he talks to named Timmy and like he's doing side quests for Timmy. And apparently at one point, Timmy's like, you know, what about the pigeons? Like uh-huh. do they do come back usually, but what if one day they leave and never come back again? Just like daddy. Yeah. And the, the, what the if the journey? first NPCs you run into in Genshin Impact? <laughs> and, and and that's the first thing he to. says to you. Yeah. It's uh-huh. not, yeah. To be clear, Natalie, that is not like a long way into a quest. That is a little <laughs> nope. boy on a bridge. A that bridge. is a literally just like a daily commission quest. <laughs> My dad's dead. Uh, anyway, bye or whatever. It's like, it's so wild to me. Um, and it's like, also it's like so true to life. <laughs> I mean, it's kids are very blunt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But even the adults in this game give you their entire life story. Like the first <laughs> they time do. that they yeah. lay eyes on you. It's just like the Listen, Genshin just Impact. They have magic. Okay. They we have dragons. They do not have therapists. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't have therapists. You're very, you're very correct about that. Uh, I definitely want to talk more about that. And we can do that maybe after we move on from the gotcha game genre topic. But I'm just looking at the screenshot that Patricia Hernandez included in her article um, about how the side characters are almost too good. And there's a family. The kid is named Sage. The wife is named Rosemary, and the husband is named Parsley. So that's great. That's so good. So I definitely want to talk about that after we move on from the gotcha game genre. There's just so much to talk about. Sorry, I'm like bouncing between things, and I'm really interested in this game. I just I'm really scared to commit to it because I know that it's a time sink, and I just mm. like. I feel compelled to control everything about my life, or at least try to for my anxiety. So <laughs> I've not played it, but I'm super interested in it. And I just love getting to know it through osmosis. <laughs> I, and I, and yeah. I don't, to, to be clear, I also don't think, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just getting better at, um, uncoupling from the games I get really attached to, uh, Mm. which, you know, as big mood as I uh, swing right around the age of 35, uh, (laughs) second half of my life. Um, Later is better than never, John. Yeah. But, uh, but like I I didn't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how you'll react to it, Natalie, but like, I don't get a lot of like pressure to do these like long involved sessions with, Genshin, and that might be some of the gotcha based kind of mechanics shining through of this kind of like you can do some of these things a little short bursts you can do these little you know one or two little quests on the map or whatever and then kind of let it go um i mean i know a lot of people have been grinding through this thing very quickly but i also think it gives you a lot of room to <laughs> to do small things i i, Sounds like I you do have opinions maybe, on that Aiden. yeah, yeah maybe, maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong <laughs> How has your experience been with this, Aiden? Have you felt like any pressure whatsoever? And what can you tell us about it? Because you feel, I feel like okay, you have sorry, a lot you're to, to say. Repeat that last part because I didn't catch it. Pressure. Yes, pressure. Just about anything in this game, whether it's the gotcha elements or the pressure to 
sort of no life it have you felt that at all or like to what degree <laughs> um <laughs> no i don't feel like i felt that from any outward force uh or even from the game i just tend to like no life video games in general yeah yeah um, right. especially I, I know that's, that's like, um the uh, atelier series i i literally have played 11 of those games in the last like three months <laughs> That's There's ridiculous. way more than 11 of those games, right? Like, those games wow. come out, like, every year. Oh, yeah. There's, like, 50. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> but they're all, but like, 30, 40-hour JRPGs, you know? Oh, my God. They're smaller oh than most, God. but they're also large games with lots of things to do that are focused on exploration and making the numbers go up. Um yeah, they, those games also have like a really deep, like, you know, like you said, like numbers. They're, they're very systemic, right? Because it's all about like crafting mm -hmm. and alchemy and that sort of thing. So it's like maybe yep. this just scratches like multiple itches in that way, same way. Like you get the exploration. Oh, so many itches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like the pressure that I've felt has been more internal and like, oh man, I have to do this next. But wait, there's this other thing that I have to do. I want to do this now. Oh my God. And it's just like my little poor <laughs> brain. Half you brain, don't get really. any choice paralysis from that at all. Like I don't you, actually. Oh, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> if I am given too much freedom, as my bosses know, if I am giving too much freedom or have too many options, I just freeze up and I get overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just not gonna do any of it. See, <laughs> 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 so that was me with my thesis. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna rat ourselves out here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I feel like this is the kind of game that I can spend a lot of time with and just like turn off my brain with. Right. Um, Ooh, I love especially that. because like right now I've been unemployed for the last like six months. Um, and yeah. it's, it's been really hard to like find the things to keep myself occupied. Yeah. Sure. Right. Um, like I've started doing more crafting and things like that, just because that's something I really love. And it's been a really nice way to kind of return to painting and to sewing and all of these other things that like really have nothing to do with what I do for a living. Uh, <laughs> that's a, Sure, a thought, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> anyway. It's um, the constant fear of uh, not being productive enough. Like Weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Games like this, like Animal Crossing, that give you so much of a sandboxy freedom mm -hmm. are perfect for times like this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, in, the, in that same way, I think they it, it kind of ties a little bit into what Natalie was saying um, a moment ago about like adding structure and stuff like that. Like in a time when you don't when you are unemployed, when you aren't going out very much, when you know, whatever, when whatever happens to be like um, throwing what you would normally have as a schedule, like like those demarcators between like, you know, I wake up in the morning, I get ready for work, I go to my job, I do X, Y, Z that it looks very different now for a lot of different people. And so I think like a gotcha game that has like, you know, a regimented daily schedule, energy systems, that sort of thing can add a lot. Of, and it's certainly like other gotcha games has filled this exact role for me in the past. Um, like it can add like sort of a sort of fundamental structure to your day that like in itself feels satisfying and feels good more than it feels restrictive. Like a lot of people, mm -hmm. I think, um, assume that these kind of games are off the bat because they're used to like a very different style of thing. Yeah, it's hard to focus so much on feeling productive or what 
productivity encapsulates when you see numbers go up. Like you just see numbers go up and you're kind of like, I'm doing something. I am progressing to some degree or some extent, even if it's not Mm -hmm. like the most like, I don't know admirable way of progress or like the most uh, the most productive thing that you can do as the most admirable way of progress yeah like like they're worthwhile yeah yeah exactly that's what i wanted to say um and so i can absolutely see the appeal similar to it's very different from animal crossing i thought grad school was maybe worthwhile and <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, no. All, all, also a mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grad school was, was say, productive, uh-huh. <laughs> but it was also a horror. Um, we we yes. also have we have a couple of fanbite employees who would uh, maybe uh, disagree that grad school was productive for them, but I'll just leave that to them. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Anne was an absolute powerhouse at grad school, which is why I'm, I'm glad that you have this right now in the pandemic because some people i think would i'm not sure if they're mutually exclusive but this feels at least the fame of genshin i'm sorry i missed all of that oh okay don't 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 worry (laughs) i will repeat for you my love um so yeah so wait i got caught up in that hold on wait Okay, now I'm good. I just had to get over the effect of loving Aiden. Um, <laughs> so I feel like if I were if I were to say the biggest sort of social games that we've had in the last few months, I would probably say Genshin Impact and Animal Crossing: New Horizons. But they, yeah. I'm not sure if they're mutually exclusive. Like if one type of person generally prefers the more relaxed nature of Animal Crossing. And while Genshin Impact is very systemic, there's a lot of numbers, there's a lot of systems overlaying and playing with each other at once. Um, Because I I know that Animal Crossing didn't work for me in terms of relaxing me during a pandemic. It just kind of gave me more anxiety. But I feel like, strangely, if I were to play Genshin Impact, I would feel less anxious just because of the systems and the numbers going up. It always feels like you're doing Mm -hmm. something. Um, But I'm not sure if if that's kind of like an experience that y'all share or if there's like a, I don't know, like... Are these? I don't know if they would I mean, be the exclusive. About, the, the thing about Genshin, in a lot of ways, is that like a lot of the social aspect of it isn't even in the multiplayer. Because as Aiden was saying, the multiplayer is so weirdly lopsided. I, but for me, the social experience around the game has actually been more dominated on social media, similar to the way that like uh, yeah. Fire Emblem was in a very similar way, uh, yeah. in a similar mode of like people like sharing uh, screenshots of their characters, doing a lot of fan art, and you know posting tweets, posting uh, tweets of draw rates. Got also fills this kind of other gap that we have lost in recent years of like appointment television not really being a thing not even prior to like the um pandemic and everything like that like appointment television is just less and less of a thing these days as things become more streaming focused and Genshin Impact is a thing where it's just like hey here's my uh, you know I'm going to share a screenshot very easily of my five star draw and everybody like has a shared language everybody who likes that game has a my shared language waifu. Yeah, the, to to know like, oh, that's a cool thing. Congratulations, good, you know, great on luck for you, I guess. Or you know, similar to the way that people will be Is like, ah, I'm happy for you that you pulled or that your team, that your football team won. Or ah, I can't believe your team beat my team. Grr. Hold on, I will return. Okay. Uh, sorry, baby broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. 
We're good. Joe's got it handled. <laughs> Joe's got it handled. <laughs> we, <laughs> technical difficulties. Baby broken. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, you definitely Sorry. want to make sure that your your baby is. No, it's okay. We're good. We're good. Joe has okay. it handled. Please continue. Cool. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> we go ahead and mark the time. Oh, she's not my baby. I just I'm the nanny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We established that Aiden is a living nanny. Yes, yes, yes. Um. <laughs> Jordan, just mark the time and then let's do like a fun, like uh, bump, baby broken, baby fine kind of uh, interstitial there. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, please go ahead. Uh, that, I mean, for, for my thing, that was the end of my uh, uh, bit there. I was just saying that it was more along the lines of like appointment television, like a football or, you know, like people like have a shared language around Genshin Impact pulls and screenshots and things like that that they can mm -hmm. share online outside of the game itself. Like the, the social aspect is like divorced from like the importance of, of actually playing the game in a lot of ways, which is kind of an interesting modern sort of thing that we've seen happen, not just in gacha games, but just in games in general where people can rally around like uh, games that they've never played because they like to watch people play them on YouTube or something like that. There's like an asymmetrical kind of cooperation in enjoying these things that I find very, very interesting and very, very fun for myself sometimes too. As much as I like also playing games, uh, I can get just as much enjoyment out of seeing people do cool fan art of a thing, etc. and so on, you know? Yeah, yeah. that reminds me or it makes me think of Blazeball. Yeah, totally. But this is, feels more accessible because there's like <laughs> visuals and especially cute wife yeah. visuals. Blazeball like, became uh, impenetrable like five minutes after it launched. Yeah, I mean, also, exactly. also Genshin Impact isn't taking fucking call outs from the community about what to change and then doing every single one of them, making the game almost completely impenetrable and unrecognizable from its original form. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> totally. You know, it's it, the, the game it's is Blazeball hot take on 99 potions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking is about Baseball and RPG? Little. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, they fought a JRPG boss yesterday. It's yeah, a whole thing. Yeah, oh my god. What? Yeah. You know, I'm not even. They I'm fought like a peanut god or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, but I, I have also been experiencing Genshin Impact largely the same way, I think, with a lot of um, fun stories that people have been telling and then like, you know, uh, combat videos. Like, I, I think the other way that this kind of reminds me of breath of the wild is like some of my favorite Twitter accounts right now, right now uh, are for, you know, uh, like breath of the wild, like tricks and like battle sequences that, you know, chain together a bunch of bizarre physics things. And like Genshin impact is like that turned up to kind of a hundred, you know, where you have right. all these combinations of things and there are some environmental effects and um, people kind of doing wild stuff with the, combat system is a lot of what I'm enjoying from uh, the shared like social media experience of this game. So there's a lot yeah. to, there's a lot to kind of latch onto and show off in this game, which I think is uh, definitely to its credit. I mean, that feels like a deliberate design, um, you know, design choice. So. Yeah. I wanted to ask since earlier, we did touch on how it seems like the story isn't one of the main pulls, but the characters are. So I wanted to ask if any of y'all have like a specific favorite character. I always love learning about people's favorite characters just because I feel like it provides some insight into their person or something. And I have uh, Aiden's article right here. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm wondering which one would be my favorite. It's really hard to tell. So I am curious about whether y'all have any favorites and who they are and why. 
I think Aiden, you should probably lead the charge on that one if you can. Um, this is like choosing a favorite child. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I decided um, to make this instead. Um, oh gosh, I would say probably the Femme Traveler is one of my favorites. Mm, um, and also, yeah. unlike a lot of people, I really do like Paimon. Um, oh yeah, her voice actress is a little bit annoying, but. I appreciate the really dumb jokes that have come because of Paimon, um, mm-hmm. like emergency food. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whenever you're asked, yes. like with this little flying fairy next to you, um, people ask you like, who's that? And you can often answer, oh, that's emergency food. They're an emergency snack. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a very funny goof. That's so cute. And uh, hmm, who else do I really love? Um, I'm obsessed with Mona and I want her to kill me. I was going to say, oh, okay. I'm, I've been looking at Mona because I like her eyebrows. And then I saw the sentence, you make the bisexuals finger guns quiver in their holsters with your massive brim to which you had. And I felt called out. I was like, oh, is, is this my... Is this I was my calling gosh? myself out too. Yeah. Is this my gotcha wife? Because I, I just saw her. I loved her eyebrows. And I was like, I wonder how much Aiden loves this character. But it seems like she's one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, and I would say Lisa too. Yeah, yeah. oh my god, same mind. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Lisa. We're too synchronized. Too synchronized. Lisa <laughs> seems super popular. Which I mean, she's gorgeous. Have you heard her voice lines? <laughs> I have not, but I. Your, her your voice paragraph. lines are the most horny in the game. <laughs> yep, this entire paragraph is basically the dialogue always sounds way more horny than the rest of the experience. Yeah, I I can yeah. imagine why she's popular. I also think um, Keki, the one with purple hair. Kaya. Kaya, okay. I don't know how to pronounce these. Yes. Ones, really. Yeah, she's, she's really cute and so is uh, Fischl. He's like the only visibly. Oh, uh, I think um, yes, Kaching or K King, I'm not sure. I haven't pulled her yet, so I'm not sure how to say her name. You do describe her here as well. Hello there, purple Pikachu, which I think is very good. I mean, have you seen her ultimate move? That's why I have not actually. You should. It is wild. What does she do? My draw luck in this game has been fucking terrible. I'm so spoiled by Dragalia Lost, which is so generous with yeah. a lot of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, I, and I haven't played in the last few days too, so I haven't been like co- collecting a lot of resources. I'm tempted to just put money in and see what I get, and, you know, because it's a free to play game. Oh, it begins. I want some five stars. You want to you give them a little walking around money? Yeah. Who doesn't want Beidou? I know. Just, I, really, uh, I, I love to. Uh, I love to donate to my marginalized Twitch streamer Ninja. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gotta give them bits. Yeah, just you know? the most intensely feminist streamer right there. Just uh, give the, the bits they need. That Listen, fast. Ninja's only got one waifu. Okay. <laughs> And it's his and he's not waifu. allowed to play gotcha He's games. not allowed to play with other waifus. Okay. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> I love that for him. Um, 
I think Amber is uh, really cute too. What about you, Steven? I'm just I'm going to I'm saying everyone is cute. Sorry, but they're, they're really no, they're nice. all great. So no, Beidou is like absolutely my like number one. Uh, like uh, she is a uh, w- like giant sword wielding pirate captain with an eye patch. Uh, uh, as uh, oh, fans of the Yakuza franchise might know, and fans of my tweets about the Yakuza franchise might know, I've got a thing for people with eye patches. Uh, Goro Majima is uh, basically the greatest character ever made in a video game. So anybody who kind of like evokes that same style of chaotic energy is definitely on my list. What is um, it about eye patches for you? What is it about eye patches? I think yeah, it speaks to it? like... I think it speaks to their like you know life experience. They've been through some shit and they wear it with pride, um, with a big uh, cool design over their face. Because I think the, the other cool thing about both of those characters is they don't just have like eye patches. They have like cool designed eye patches that are custom made that match their outfits, which is very fun. Uh, Beidou has an eye patch that is just color coordinated with her like dress. It is. <laughs> it's just very good. We love a fashion icon. <sighs> God, it's great. That was actually um, a really touching response, though. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I mean, you know, not that I don't expect it from you, but I just like I don't expect that. Hey, Natalie, let me tell you this. <laughs> I've put a lot of thought into why I like Goro Majima from the Yakuza franchise. So just if you needed any uh, more sort of explanation, you just let me know. I'll write you a piece on it someday. John, do you have a favorite character so far? I, I really don't. I mean, I you know, you pull Amber right away, who is like a pretty bad uh like actual gameplay. Excuse character. you. Yeah, listen, I'm <laughs> Excuse sorry. you. I'm sorry. Wait, it's I gotta just... know about this. Y'all, okay, debate. What about Amber? Wait, well, I'm she's curious. she's like uh she has arrows. She does arrows. Um That's but cool. I, but she's I love her design. Extraordinarily reliable and yeah, very she's useful great. Throughout like the I love her design game. and her vibe. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John specifically said gameplay. I just mean game. Story straight, it's man. You just said favorite, you didn't like her. <laughs> I, I, that's why. That's all I said. I just wanted a little bit of drama but, in here. But it's like she's got she's got like a little and like uh, scarf around her head that's kind of tied into bunny ears. It's very cute. Very good. Um, she's she really can summon cute. an exploding like bunny rabbit toy as like yeah, one yeah, of her yeah. special moves, which is very good. I love her design, and I think they. Um, you know, gameplay aside, I think they start with kind of a, uh, a a great kind of designed character to to kind of introduce to you. So yeah, I think it's a good introduction to that world. There are other characters down this list I have not gotten yet, but like I want to, I want to like play with Vinti. I think gameplay wise, I'm interested to see what Vinti's deal is. Yeah. Um, and you then, can you know, play with Venti right now, actually. Oh, really? Is is he yes? Kind of you like can try free... him out. Oh, amazing! Okay, maybe yeah, they've got this whole like that. test system, right? Which mm-hmm. I think is smart. It's pretty smart to do that. Yeah. Um, Let people so get made... a taste, so they want to spend that money to try and get those characters. Yeah, and Steven Strong. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I may jump in and and you know play with Venti. Maybe maybe evolve Venti into uh, Trenta, the uh, the evolution of Venti. That's right, a really, yeah, yeah. That's a really good Starbucks joke for everyone. Like I said, feed like, 24 swords like, into Venti. And like then I said, everyone, I'm 35 years old. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Venti looks cool. Venti does the the wind tricks that um, uh, that you can that basically enable you to like maybe climb like scale areas that are harder to get to, I believe. So I'm very excited from like an exploration standpoint of trying right. stuff out with Venti. But yeah. Right. Uh, also, Aiden says uh, be gay, do crimes in their piece uh, about <laughs> Venti. So it's like, that's fun. I, yes. I'm excited to try that. 
Uh, also, like both Amber and Venti, like re- really representing one of the uh, sort of key style choices of Genshin Impact, which is just really good short shorts, like kind of throughout this entire um, roster. Oh, yes. I think. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. For Lots the boys of and the girls, quality short short wearers. Yes, yeah. And not mm-hmm. just short shorts, leotards. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think the character design in this in this game is pretty strong. I mean, I it's think it's really uh, good. Like I'm like all these. There's so many characters, and they all look they're they're all pretty recognizable from each other. Yeah, and yeah. appealing. Yeah, that's true. I hear button mashing. I like. No, that's um, just me tweeting a funny uh, joke at somebody. So please ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, Kaya. Yes, the, the guy with tan yes. skin and blue hair. He, he hot. I don't know how old he is. No, so I'm gonna not say anything. <laughs> he sounds older. Uh, he is an sure. adult. So, okay, yeah. so okay. Okay. it's okay. clear that he is an adult. All right. Okay. But, but, so but then, can we back yeah, up for one second? Stephen just said, "Yeah, he sounds older," but like <laughs> that's that means nothing. There will be our, there will be the world of anime means nothing. <laughs> the there will be JRPGs where it's like, "Hello." Uh, yes, I'm. I'm very I'm thirteen very happy years old. To, I, well, at the tender age of fourteen, I've set out to fight the demon king. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, wow, people, I'm one thousand years old. Right. Yeah. People definitely yeah. got Jotaro exactly. Kujo disease. They uh-huh. just look like a fucking thirty-five year old man. <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm fifteen. Anyway, I can't wait for my sweet sixteen. Everybody, please come. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's very true. I think this game is like in a probably maybe not even intentionally. I don't want to I don't want to put that on them, but like I don't think the game really goes out of its way to really like describe characters ages very much. No, yeah. it doesn't. It tells you their birthdays. Oh, that's fun. Oh, oh yes. Kaya's birthday is November 30th. Well, <laughs> I'm <laughs> December 29. Like, oh, my gosh, like less than a month. Oh my gosh. Like, I'd call me Kaya. Thank you. Oh. I love that in the world of Genshin Impact, it's like, yes, this is the land. We have the seven gods, and this is the land of wind, and this is the land of fire. Also, we have 12 months. It's uh, January, February, March. It's just totally normal. The dragon god's busy on October 14th, but maybe try again next week. Yeah. Um, um, also, um, they tell you how tall the characters are they don't tell you how old but they tell you how <gasps> tall and like their blood type and their birthdays oh, you know very typical very typical, that's very my, typical that's my Asian sort of characteristics right that's um kaya favorite. is shorter than me and that makes me very upset oh. uh, well i mean the bar isn't high for me i'm less than five feet tall so <laughs> i stay winning oh my god oh, Natalie, you're kaya, under though. five feet Less than five feet That's tall. great. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the picture perfectly. of Natalie and I together? <laughs> That's incredible. The, the difference is staggering. <laughs> staggering. Yes. That's fun. That's amazing. I am naturally four foot 22 inches. Oh, <laughs> all right. That's, that's great Yesterday uh, at the clinic, I had two people, not just one, two, assume I was 15. So. Oh, my God. That's, that's, <laughs> the, it's the exact anime. opposite uh, for me. Like when uh, In the before times, the last thing we did, the, the last time I saw another human being, I should say, when we were in Boston for PAX East, um, one of the first freelancers that um, I met in person after like taking over the editorship uh, job at uh, Fanbyte, 
Uh, I met. Did them you forget our website floor. name? Yeah, Stephen forgot our website name. Did you forget our okay. website name what for a I second? Say? Did I say no? The wrong no, you just no, you, no, no you, you didn't say the wrong. You, you said the correct it. one. You just We're delayed your like, yeah. I was at the time; it was still new. I had just I had been hired to work at a different website, and then that website went away two days after I started. So I'm just saying <laughs> that is true. That's yeah. a funny story. <laughs> but the first um, uh, writer that I ever met in person as an editor for the site, uh, I met them on the show floor. They looked up at me. And the first words they said to me is like, wow, you really are tall. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the opposite experience of me meeting uh, one of my longest time friends. I've known him since I was like 12. And so I... I went to see him for the first time after eight years of knowing each other to see him graduate from UC Berkeley. And really the first thing that he said was, wow, you really are that short. <laughs> <laughs> so I made yes. him carry my bags for me. Oh, good. 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 You should. Yeah, Although, Natalie, I hope you know that move. I won't be able to carry your bags for you. But can you carry oh, okay. me? I can carry you. Yeah. <laughs> I will be your Genshin Impact waifu. Just to yes. Wait. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. I think is that is that everything? what else is there anything else that you want to discuss about Genshin Impact? Is there? Anything I think the music know? in this game is beautiful. Oh, I just did say you that. see the behind the scenes video? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's it so is great. a beautiful soundtrack. A, it is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, you know, they kind of nail the the. I think the. Um, again, I I I am personally responsible for most of the Breath of the Wild comparisons on this show and others, but it's like, I think they really, um, they kind of like nailed a great kind of combination of overworld music that fits more of like a jrpg and kind of those like environmental shifts and changes that i i really appreciated from breath of the wild but like the, yeah. the full orchestral songs that play in this game are i mean up there with best soundtrack of the year um Ooh. like i it's it is it really really breathtaking stuff so yeah i definitely want to watch that behind the scenes video i need to um, yeah you totally should um because yeah. the music itself is performed by the london philharmonic orchestra yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah when i found that out i was like holy crap of course yeah. you know that yeah, makes they, total sense because they actually they really do a lot of out. music yeah um <laughs> oh, excuse me but yeah um <laughs> But music yeah, is just surprised. like I just got choked up thinking me. about the late motifs. I just got, you know, uh, I thought, like, oh, wow, that harp when you get on the bridge. I was just like, Steven oh, no. Steven gets really, really, really uh, just taken taken away when thinking about the London Philharmonic. No, just, fuck it, John, I swear to God, like you joke. But also yesterday I did legitimately get choked up just like listening to the song from the final uh, developer diary of Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Because I was just thinking, I had so much fun playing this game for two years. Oh, didn't you spend you know like what? four That's days fine. the other week fighting the same boss over and over again yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and you know all that pain came washing over me I have heard it is super gorgeous though and that I think was the most surprising thing because I, I included that in the news post that I wrote about it and I was like wait Excuse me, the London Philharmonic Orchestra doing the music for this. Like it speaks to the quality and 
and it's it's absolutely why it's captured so many people that people haven't really played i imagine a, a gotcha game like this like with as mm. much quality um so much openness like the writing from what i hear is maybe not in terms of story but these characters like people have favorites and there's so much fan art of them it's like fire emblem and it reminds me of when fire emblem came out and so mm. i'm not yeah. surprised to see just the absolute uh like the, the way this is taken up social media by storm i see genshin yeah. impact everywhere i feel yeah. like fire emblem probably primed a lot of people the most recent fire emblem being like on a console that was you know higher definition had more player base like just a, not maybe a higher player base than the 3ds but Fire Emblem, um, the new one, Three Houses, almost said Three Kingdoms, um, was like this really big kind of watershed moment for like a lot of people getting into, you know, uh, dating sim-esque type things and that kind of like, you know, appeal of finding the appeal of that sort of uh, gameplay or whatever. And then also was a huge hit on the Internet. And I think that maybe also primed Genshin Impact to be successful because it like was a weird sort of gateway drug to a lot of the elements here. And, you know, people will are will, more willing to put up with kind of the free-to-play stuff um, when, for one, the game is free-to-play, so you can just download it and just have it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you you know, you run into the, the microtransaction stuff as you play, but that first barrier to entry isn't there. So they kind of um, just kind of fell into a perfect storm of stuff here that is really interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think the last note that I kind of want to bring up is the controversy of the um, censorship within the game. Obviously, this is not really the right medium in which to have that nuanced conversation, um, especially as like a white female presenting person. Um, (laughs) Uh But I mean, I, I literally went to school with so many Chinese students, you know, who had to deal with the censorship their entire lives. They literally moved to America so they could be journalists, you know, yeah. And it's interesting to see the kind of dynamic of people being like, well, you know, this is censored in the game and I'm not going to play it anymore because the devs are terrible. Well, it's not really the devs It's a government yeah, it's, thing. Like yeah. if they and, don't do that, what will happen to them is what happened to the devotion team. Yeah, there are guidelines that they have to meet in order to do commerce outside of, of China. And so they have to adhere to certain rules. Yeah. And, um, like I, it, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, here where I could pop off about something, uh, Call uh Donald about, Trump the, a about bitch. the government on this podcast. <laughs> like I could pop I, off I also about that it on Twitter for calling Donald Trump a bitch twice. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, here you'll just receive death threats on the internet over and yeah, over. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I could call Donald Trump a big wet motherfucker bitch, and, yeah. and like, you know, it's like, and I, I can mean it with my entire chest and it's it's fine. Nothing and really happened to me. But uh, but like, yeah, it's a kind of a different <laughs> different situation. And so no, absolutely. That's, and that's I think not, that's the you know, thing yeah. that a lot of people just don't understand. Right. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yep. um, because even when I've had to write about Chinese regulations on video games before specifically, even that has been a hot topic of like, well, why this, yeah. why that, you know, and it's literally because like on this side of the world, at least, you know, in the United States, we don't have that kind of restriction. We never have. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I also knock on, wonder knock how on wood, often... by the way. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see how things go. In the next <laughs> we'll see how things go decade. in the next little bit. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you're you're right. I mean, I think that's a that's a perfect assessment. Anyway, I, sorry, Stephen. I also wonder uh, oftentimes like how much of this comes from an actual like this is just a, like a general question about existing on the internet these days. But it also comes up for us a lot because we are owned by Tencent, which they must have some hand in this game, right? Am I wrong about that? No, they, they don't. They, they don't. Do okay. I'm wow. shocked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wild, actually. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, then I feel uh, less bad about not putting up some kind of um, full disclosure thing at the beginning of this podcast because I forgot <laughs> no, to say anything. No, it's uh, it's we. They had nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, uh, then just to kind of like you know spin off of that, like you know uh, we talk about this sort of stuff and we see a lot of it because we are uh, own, like Fanbyte is owned by Tencent. We see a lot of conversation around like you know uh chinese involvement in games and stuff like that and i wonder oftentimes how much of like well i'm not going to support these devs because they're doing this is actually a good faith argument and how much of it is just like thinly veiled sinophobia of like well let's make some kind of like uh appeal to a wider group of people kind of like um concern troll them into this sort of situation where like you know we're not going to support this dev because we've seen in the last I don't know, five years, like two years, especially in video games, this really, really nasty sort of virulent racism around uh, games in particular um, with the Epic Game Store. You know, a lot of the arguments of like anti Epic Game Store things is like China's trying to get inside your computers and sell your data. It's like, my dude, I got some fucking news for you. Bad news for you about (laughs) every American corporation. Yeah, Uh I've got yeah about Google and Facebook and Twitter and uh, Ubisoft and whatever. Um, But of course, because it's ah, it's a Chinese company, you know. There's this there's this undercurrent of like shittiness mm-hmm. to it, um, right? And oftentimes, my immediate thought is like, oh, I bet like fifty percent of the people being like, I don't want to do that and support this because the devs are terrible. Actually, believe that. And how many of them are just people saying like trying to come up with this kind of new wave of argument of like, yeah, let's look for some kind of like unassailable position, like folded arms, like, and yet you participate in society. How interesting! <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing. Right. You hate. Yeah, right. But you have an iPhone. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my but you god. use money. Oh, How dare you? <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier, and I wasn't sure whether to bring it up. But it, and there's no possible way to really prove this. But I, I have thought about the animosity towards this game and the influences it's taking from various games. And I'm just thinking like. There are some games in the West that really blatantly copy other games, oh but we God. do not. Oh, like Valorant, Mary. Valorant is an absolute CSGO. I know. Copy. Slash Overwatch. Yeah, yeah uh. slash Overwatch. They're even called Ultimates. The Ultimate abilities are yeah. called Ultimates. That, it's like we that don't game see has a animosity. weapon in it called the Operator that is like the sniper is rifle from yeah. Counter-Strike, which is called the Op. And so exactly. everybody calls it the Op. It's just hilarious. Exactly. They're- and that always came up when we were playing Valorant, yeah. my friends and I. And so I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, thinking there has it has to play a part even a a subconscious part in the animosity that this game has experienced for taking from multiple games and genres because like what what game doesn't in some way but it's this game that gets really targeted for it and Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah what were you gonna say john clones have we seen in the past five years you know oh my god how many pt clones how many aim down sites fucking military shooters have there been that right. that try to completely uh, uh, undermine and change the uh, the United States's impact on the global fucking scene over the past 20 years? Uh-huh. Like, come on. 
Like, yeah. let's be let's be honest about like the the way we perceive Western games versus Eastern games. We we mm-hmm. give our Western games a lot of fucking leeway to yep. do things like you know steal gameplay ideas, steal even entire aesthetics. Listen, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with taking something that's good and trying to do something with it. Like yeah, it's just totally. like, yeah. something that you're never going to come up with a completely original thing. It's been done. Yep. I swear to God. Yep. It's, there's, you, yep. You're not going to sit there and come up with something that an element of it has not been seen before. So I mean, even with Breath of the head. Wild, like of course, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's hugely influenced by Skyrim. hundred yeah, percent. But yeah, exactly. It's it literally when they first showed Breath of the Wild, like one of the first things that they said was li- you can <laughs> go there. Forward, the, like, uh, you see that mountain in the distance? You can go there. It's just like, yeah, I did that in 2011, too. Yeah. They put their own spin on it. And like, I'm not saying that Breath of the Wild is bad or or oh, yeah, derivative in the sense of like a, a pejorative. You know, it's not right. like a, it doesn't feel like a derivative game. It's a it's wonderful. It's a great, great game. But it's like there is a difference between like you know wholesale clones and like trying to um capitalize on like brand confusion and stuff like that in the right. vein of like a 2048 or yep. a holddown.io or whatever oh my God. not hold down 20, that's a different game hold.io 2048 um, jesus yeah God. remember 2048 remember I that do. shit I do. but anyway. that sort of thing there's a difference between that and just like trying to play in the same genre space you know yeah yeah so yeah i i think the 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 patience and the room for uh especially chinese games yeah um to mm-hmm. to experiment with different genres and aesthetics and stuff the 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 room that we give them generally here in the united states far less than what we give to a lot of western based mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it like goes so. back 20 30 40 years and stuff like that too and like it's just the cultural like um i don't know the cultural vision of what china represented on a global stage like yeah. what it what was the the shorthand for a lot of like like rip off products or whatever it was just like chinese knockoff you know right, et cetera right, right. and so on yep. and then now we've just seen that sort of evolve into like artistry and stuff as well and so yeah. outside of like consumer electronics and things um and you know this game's cool. This game's really good. It's it's playing in a space that not a lot of other people are, and nobody else really has since 2016. Basically, yeah. like it's been a while since it's, Breath it's of a, the Wild came out. It it is a cool game, and 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 maybe this is kind of how we put a bow on it. And I think I de- I definitely want Aiden to weigh in on this point, but it's like it it is without qualifier a great game. Like it's not oh, yeah. great. It's not great for a free game. And it's not great for. Uh, I don't know something that started on mobile and it, it's, this is a great game. Like it is a, uh, if this, if they had slapped a $60 price tag on this thing, I, I think a lot of people would still be less people would be playing it, but I think a lot of people would be saying the same things about it. So, um, I, it's, it's, an impressive, it's an impressive piece of, uh, of, uh, of production. I really, yeah. really like it. Yeah. I mean, I have to echo that for sure, especially like the first couple of days I was playing this game. I was like, how is how is this free? Like, how are they making <laughs> right. money? I don't get it. Like, yeah. why is this free? You know, right. and, and then it made it's back just, its money in 10 days or whatever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is awesome. I'm so happy for them, you know, and I'm so happy to see more content coming to it, especially because like I ate yeah. through the initial amount of content already. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 we got that impression. 
I mean that if anything that is maybe one of my biggest concerns with the game is like and concern is maybe not even the right phrasing but it's what I'm reaching for because the fact that it isn't just a single player like big open world thing that you can just you know absorb and eat and be done with like you can with a lot of other open world games uh, I think that puts a lot of pressure on the developers to continue building and for that stuff to stay at a certain level of quality and to come out fast enough or whatever and Mm -hmm. then that you know that leads me to worrying about things about like you know I don't know how this game was developed you know but I worry about things like crunch I worry about things like you know you know Mm -hmm. community reactions and stuff like that you know Yeah, and that is definitely part of my concern as well, I would say. But there's also so much of the game, like if you look at the map, they have so much planned. Yeah. And you can see it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I appreciate in a lot of ways is that like, okay, they're looking toward the future. You know, who knows when that stuff's going to come out. But they have a plan, they have a roadmap, and it's nice to be able to see that they want to support it and they want it to grow. Yeah. Jordan in the chat actually says that Mihoyo has a solid track record for supporting games like this for a long time. For what it's worth, Honkai Impact Third still has new content regularly, which is that's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Th- this Mihoyo didn't come out of nowhere. Like that's the no. other thing. Like they've been doing they've been doing stuff for a little while. This is just the first thing that they that I think has made a, a huge splash here in the West. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, anyway. I mean, huge and like the hugest by the by the sound of it. I think, Natalie, you said earlier that it was the biggest like Chinese release internationally. Oh, yes. yeah. This Perfect. is a big wow. moment. This is a big moment. I, I don't I don't think I can I can really weigh in on this without a more of an editorial disclaimer about like Tencent and stuff like that. But it's right. like I do feel like this is a big moment for uh, for Chinese games and Chinese yeah. game developers mm-hmm. to say, yeah. oh, there is a pathway here. And I think they're finally figuring out the gameplay types that work better with our audience over here. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and because the, the, the market in China is so saturated with mobile devices, it's mobile devices and desktop. And yeah. mostly the, the mobile, the mobile aspect is so vertically integrated that like games can have, you know, a lot of different styles over there, but like a few different gameplay mechanics really work. Uh, for for that audience, but like they, the 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 monetization mechanics and a bunch of other stuff doesn't work as well over here, and so it's been kind of this interesting thing to see companies try to get something to stick here, yeah, and it not really working, and then they 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 finally seem to have maybe cracked the code. So it's interesting to to see that happen, and you know, I'm I'm wondering what that means for for the next five years, but uh, yeah. but yeah, absolutely. I want to I want us to wrap here pretty soon, but I was just yeah. going to say too, just like I mean that's not unique to that region either. Like no, it's not the 360 era of like Japanese developers just having no fucking idea how to penetrate internationally for a long time and like making sure. games like Mind Jack and uh, <laughs> what Never Dead and whatever. It's just like trying to make a bunch of like also ran third person cover shooters and stuff for like um, five uh-huh. years, and some of them were cool because they kind of leaned into certain ideas that we weren't seeing elsewhere. Vanquish is a really great um, thing from that era. You know, um, Platinum, we don't have Platinum Games without that era of development. Um, We just kind of forget because Japan had like a really long storied history of hitting in the West because it was basically the only game in town when it came to video games for a lot of people's childhoods Mm -hmm. in the Super Nintendo era. 
Um, but also, yeah, like this, you know, Genshin Impact is kind of the first wave of, I think, a few things that are going to um, hit or could potentially hit because if you follow Daniel Ahmad on uh, Twitter, who uh, tends to share a lot of this sort of uh, stuff, there are like, I think, three or four like really big games that are making big Western pushes soon. There's that game that was going around on Twitter recently, that Monkey King game, if people remember, sort of a third person Devil May Cry action game that looks really, really nice. Um and like very striking visuals it's like plays a little like Sekiro but then like has these like um mountain-sized bosses and almost like Shadow of the Colossus style sort of thing going on in there that like looks very pretty um Uh and you know people trying out more stuff you know that that might like you said John hit in a different way yeah uh, any closing thoughts on this or are we good to go I think we're all right yeah Mm -hmm. Nice. This has been great, Aiden. Thank you for your, yeah. in, thank you so your much. insight oh on this. Because thank you yeah, for having me. Of course, like, absolutely. This was so amazing and so fun. Like I love any excuse to talk about anime. So or <laughs> 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 uh, cute uh, girls, like oh <laughs> yeah. We got a couple of other podcasts that I think we need to get you on now. Uh, if those are the sort of topics of uh, du jour for you, so yeah. we'll talk after this. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, then, everybody, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of 99 Motions. We always <laughs> love doing it for you. And uh, if people want to follow us and see the different things that we do, you can go to fanbyte.com uh, or fanbyte.com slash podcast to find all the podcasts that we do. You can go to at fanbyte media on Twitter uh, to follow all of the article links that we post there. We also do a lot of written content that is very, very fun, including Aiden's wonderful piece on Genshin Impact, what your (laughs) favorite Genshin Impact characters say about you. Definitely give that a read. It's very funny and very true. Uh, (laughs) If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can go to uh, at Steven Strum. Aiden, where can people follow you? Uh, At a straw with two W's. So that's A-S-T-R-A-W-W. Nice. Natalie, where can people follow you? People can follow me at Hardimicia. That's H-I-M-E-C-I-A on Twitter. And John... Uh, people can find me at floppy adult on Twitter. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us then until next week, everybody, you know how we like to sign this one out. <laughs> oh yeah. Aiden, you have to, um, I <laughs> yeah. have to what? You, have to, uh, <laughs> you just, no, no, no. Listen, it's just better if we, it's just better. <laughs> it's just better if we just do it. And then, yeah. and then Aiden All right, let's, just let's has crack to sit a cold there. one open then. Yeah. Okay. It's just like, Oh, God. hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, are we like literally cracking open a beer? No. <laughs> no, no. No, here's what we do. We, we, give we slide up to the we slide up to the, the pub uh the pub countertop and we, we accept our for, quest. We they we yeah, they accept the quest, the barkeep hands us a potion. And we we crack the top of that potion. Okay. Yeah. We say Look, 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 look